What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. You're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. We'll get you a Dodger update here as the game is over. They lose 8-5 to five in the opener. They had bases loaded with Moogie Betts at the plate, and he lined out to second base. But, Laura, what do you got on what you need to know first? All right, man. So, I love living on the edge, okay? I love roller coasters, and one mm-hmm. of my favorite mm-hmm. theme parks is back. Six Flags reopened today to members and pass, hold, uh, pass holders only. The general public will be allowed in starting Saturday, but I can't wait to go back because I love I love roller coasters. And I want to know, too. are you – oh, you're in? Oh, I'm in in a monster way. There's not okay. one roller coaster that I will not ride – not at Magic Mountain, not at Knott's Berry Farms, not at Disneyland. You give me the roller coaster, I will go ride it with you, girl. Let's do it, man, because I honestly didn't think you were going to be the roller coaster one in oh, here. Oh, so. yeah. The only <laughs> thing is I don't want to sit in the front seat of the roller coaster. Okay, we no. talked about this the other day Mm-mm. when Fabio was in a roller coaster and he got hit by a bird and the bird right. exploded in his yes. face. I don't want yes. that happening to me. Right. <laughs> I love roller coasters. I'm, I'm totally good with it. Um, I haven't ridden one in a long time. Um, I mean, even pre-COVID, I probably hadn't been on one in a couple of years. But I do. I love it. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, like, I have no issues with roller coasters and high speeds. Because I, I, I trust – I know, Scott, you brought this up the other day. I trust roller coasters at these yeah. big theme parks mm-hmm. more than I trust the situations at, like, the local fair. You know right. what I mean? But oh, I got to tell you, there was one at the top of the stratosphere in Vegas – and it's not even like really a roller coaster. It's like a two-second ride, but it looks like it's shooting you off the building, and it just comes to a screeching halt. And I don't know why. I was willing to jump off the building with cables on my back, but I was not willing to get on that little roller coaster. That's funny. LZ, you went on roller coasters? I'm a big roller coaster guy. I love roller coasters. And I like sitting in the yeah. front, birds and all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> road trip. Different what hotels. The, but what is trip. the best roller coaster park, though? Does anybody have, like, a strong opinion on that? I know. Mm. Because I mean, there's here, six flags. I mean, Universal's pretty good too, right? So Universal's I mean, fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm telling you, Knott's Berry's great. Yeah. I think um, there's a place in uh, Ohio called Cedar Point, which is like supposed to be one of the greatest places. I've never been there. It's on my, yeah. it's a little bit on my we, bucket list. I most of us there. in the Midwest have been multiple times. I certainly have. Cedar Point is great. Um, then I'm not sure what it looks like now. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have little kids, so it's going to be a while before I go, like you know, with them. Uh, mm-hmm. But th- I'm sure they'll love it. But then I actually, it's funny. I I've been meaning to, before the pandemic, I was going to take them because my six year old wanted to go to Legoland, and I know that's uh, that's, that's kind of down there in uh, yeah, in the San southern Diego. part of L.A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would eventually go there with the little guys. But yeah, you know, I'm going to try to sneak in a roller coaster at some point. Maybe just me and my wife will just go and have fun. But um, I used to California get so frustrated. obviously will be open here soon, you know, as well. So there's I used that. to get so frustrated with my son when he was a little kid. We go to Disneyland. He wouldn't get on anything. Wouldn't get oh, really? on any rides at all, man. He was totally freaked out. Even California. Uh, what was the what was the name of that ride on the California Adventure side? California Dreaming. Right. Wouldn't go. We just kind of chill. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I finally got him on Space Mountain. And he was so Oh, but Space Mountain is dark. You don't even see what happens. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Best one. Yeah. It's so easy. Like, you don't even see what's happening. It's so fast. But anyway. All right. That's what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. So, LZ, um, Mm -hmm. not a banner afternoon for the defending champion Dodgers today, man. Like, what what stood out to you the most today? Was it Kershaw and his performance? Um, Was it just kind of the struggles with the runners in scoring position? What's the bigger deal for you today? My issue is the same issue I've had every single year I've been on air here when it came to the Dodgers, and that is inability to bring guys home, leaving runners in scoring position. We had 15 hits tonight. Mm -hmm. 15 hits. That's incredible. Yeah. Five runs. 
It should have been a blowout. Right. <laughs> and instead, you know, we start off the season 0-1. So, you know, whatever. Yep, and that's Coors Field for you, too. I mean, the game right. is never over there. You know, for me, George, I'm going to tell you that um, when Plaschke puts out the column a couple days ago, and he's wearing his pom-poms as he's sitting there typing away at his computer, and he's cheerleading, this is going to be the greatest team of all time. It is balanced the following day by Bill Plunkett, who says, and this was his tweet, it's been 20 years since the Yankees won three consecutive World Series, and no team since has repeated. Right. And defending champions, on average, this is in a 162-game season, average 87 wins per year. Listen, I get it. You know, we, we can all look at what the Dodgers are on paper, but there's a long, long marathon of a baseball season. And to expect this team going in to be the greatest of all time because they played so brilliantly in a 60-game season, I think it's just asking an awful lot and, and setting some perhaps unrealistic expectations. Are they championship caliber? Are they World Series bound? Are they the favorites? Of course, we know that that's the case, but they got to play to get there. Greg, you were worried about that 60-game sample last year because of the randomness of baseball, and we've seen plenty of teams in 60 games be really good and then fall off a cliff. Now, that worked out for the Dodgers, despite them being very good for many years and just not winning the World Series uh, in those previous years. But w what worries you the most in this particular – granted, it's only one game. It's one out of 162, so we're not going to overreact. But – if we're going to dissect this particular matchup and do the micro, were you okay with Kershaw's performance? Uh, does the runners in scoring position, uh, despite this lineup in theory being really good, did that you know did that bother you a little bit today? Which is the one that stuck out to you the most? Well, the the, the runners in scoring position thing didn't bother me because that's 15 hits. Those runs aren't going to start coming home. They're getting hits and they're going to get them off, and eventually those runs are going to start scoring. Um, Kershaw did worry me just a little bit he does not give up runs on opening day that's just who he is and definitely not at Coors Field he's actually one of the best pitchers in baseball at Coors Field so it was something's off with him his last two or three starts in the preseason he kind of got hit also I do like the fact that it was only singles and it wasn't home runs but there's definitely something going on with Kirsch that he, he kind of needs to fine tune. So, so, so we're not going to overreact? Because what you said, George, was it's only one game. We're not going to overreact. And I just think I heard, like, the season's over. The sky is falling. What? We're done. <laughs> no, what are you no. talking about, San Diego boy? <laughs> no, but no. what I, I will say this about Kershaw that was interesting is that, to your point, Greg, last season, um, he gave up the long ball. Now, granted, they were generally solo shots. Um, but yeah, at least today, and to your point in the spring, he has not looked, he's looked different in that regard. And, uh, I, I look, I, when he was announced as the opening day starter, and again, it's one of 162, we get it. But I was like, yo, like I get that he's been the guy for a long time, but at some point, like, shouldn't you just give it to the best guy? You know what I mean? And he's not the best guy in this rotation, Greg. No, he's not. It's Rocker Bueller is the best is the best pitcher in this rotation. Right. But I mean, it's just a ceremonial thing to give him the opening day. He right. was respect. the best pitcher. It, yeah, it's respect. He was the best. He was the best pitcher, pitcher for well over a decade. Yes, I get well, that. But yeah. it, on opening day, he had a one point oh five ERA, and after this start today, when he gave up five, he's at one point seven five, and now he's outside of the top five all time. So it has right. changed for him a little bit. I, I numbers, I know, I don't like him either. No, I mean it's fine. It's, it's good fine. context. Told a decent you know. story. Historical it's, context. It's, it's fine. Which do you prefer, the curse shot that gives up solo shots or the curse shot that gives up a lot of singles? 
So like the Ooh. so in other words, you, I mean, they're both kind of paper cuts. It, well, I guess a, a solo home run is not a paper cut, right? Like these are paper cuts that he gave up today. These little dribblers in between spots. Uh, a solo home run is not like it, it's not like a gash, right? It's, it doesn't need stitches, but it's a cut that needs a band aid, I think. So. Uh, I mean, if he gives up five, if he gives up five hits with a one solo home run or two solo home runs, or he gives up ten hits and five runs off of singles, I'll take the solo home runs. Right? Just, yeah. I think we gotta listen. I again. Yeah, because to Greg's point, real quick, real quick, yeah, got to uh-huh. Greg's point to, to on my uh, paper cut analogy. You know, paper cuts, you you try to live through them, right? Like, you're not – mostly you're not putting a Band-Aid on them. But if you got enough of them, man, that's a pain in the ass, and it doesn't go away, and it bothers you and annoys you. Whereas if you just get a, a regular cut, you know, as opposed to a gash, like a solo home run, you know, you you, you put a Band-Aid, you're good. You know, put some Neosporin on that thing, and you're good. But go ahead, Scott. I'm sorry. I, I just – that's fine. I just think that a lot of people will, will look at spring – and some will come into the regular season on fire hot. And guess what? They may not remain on fire hot. And then there are some guys who come in who are scuffling out of spring, and they may be continuing to, or maybe they get hot. The point is, is that it's hard to take a lot from performances in the spring. And for me, look, I look at Kershaw, and, and Greg, you bring up some very interesting statistical information about his opening day starts and opening day in Coors Field, for me, I chalk it up to it really doesn't matter. It's the first game of the season. So we were talking earlier in um, overrated, underrated, properly rated about hotel stays. Greg, if, tee up the question again because we have people on hold that want to answer that question. Uh, tee it up one more time. If you stay in a hotel room with a buddy, is it okay to say goodnight? Right. And then I asked the follow-up, which was, as an adult, are you staying in hotel rooms with your buddies? Now, there were most people said yes. Uh, a few said no. But uh, let's go to Andres in the LBC. Andres, what's up? Uh, yeah. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Hello, Andres. Oh, hey, guys. Um, Is that an ice cream truck I behind actually, you? Yeah, I, I agree that. Um, Sounds LV like Big Worm is coming down the road. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you guys can probably hear the ice cream truck. My bad. Yeah, uh, no, it's you, all it's good. So good. No, it's all good. I want a free okay. spot, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll send one. Strawberry shortcake. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I agree, LZ. I, I, well, LZ's point with the earlier caller where they said that, oh, you know, he only says it to his mother or his daughter. I'm like, oh, so only women can get a – can only have a good night for your friends. Can't. I, uh, for me, I'm 26, so I don't know. Maybe it's like uh, depending on the age and where, where the what time they grew up in. But I, 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 uh, I would then uh, give that to like toxic masculinity, you know. Where, no, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't care about saying goodnight. It doesn't men. make a difference to me, you know. But yeah. you, you, at 26, you're young. You're going to be sharing rooms with people. Like I was, you know, at 26, I was sharing rooms with people. Yeah, and and, oh, and it's a good thing to see that, like, younger people are starting to come to the terms where they're starting to see, like, it's okay if I can say goodnight to my friends or something, or you can come on, uh, like, for mainly for women, they talk about feelings, but for men, they're not seeing, like, oh, you can't talk about feelings with your other friends because, you know, that's, that's uh, that's not manly. You got to follow those issues up and don't tell them to anyone. So you know, oh, I feel like it's it's a good sign, and I feel like saying goodnight to your friends is totally fine if you got a hotel room and you guys are hanging out. Okay. All right, Andres. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk. We'll talk. Thank you, man. guys. You guys have a good one. Thank you. I'm around you some emotional night, dudes, man. Yes. I don't know. I, I let the emotions flow, brother. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Let me yeah. grab Brent in Riverside real quick. Brent. What's going on, gentlemen? Yo, yo. Hey. What's up? 
Hey, so, so yeah, real quick. Okay, so in my 20s, you know, I'm 34 right now. So, but, you know, in, in my 20s, yeah, you know, you share rooms when you're going with your boys to Vegas, whatever, you know. Now, ideally, you know, when, when you go out with your boys, you know, I'm not looking to share a room. But there's always that one friend that kind of, you know, tags along, that doesn't have a lot of money, that's looking to, like, you know, sleep on, you know, on the extra bed or on the floor or something like that or on the pullout. You know, so you got those friends. And then, you know, as far as the good night situation, I mean, you know, if you're out partying with your boys and, you know, we're all like, you know, drunk and quacka and all that stuff. And, you know, we're just out having a good time. I, I'm not going to go take a night to every single one. But if you're right. out having like a business trip and then you go out to dinner and you come back and it's like mellow and chill. Take a night to your boy, man. Wish him a good night. Like, what's wrong with that? Come on. No, no. Yeah. Adults here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no, just I'm saying, like, I'm it's real love, you know, to the, to the nice you. guy and, you know, but nice dreams. I, I got to tell you, man, it's really disappointing to know my good friend George wants me to have a bad night. I no, thought we were in the I same did not say, I said in the lobby, I'll tell you good night or in the hallway. Like, so I'll I, say good night. We ain't sharing a room, though. You know that. So what if, well, when, when, I, was I, when was well, I going to say good night to you? Well, I know if we do share a room, you're going to make me leave it <laughs> and then tell uh, me good night and then I can walk back in. I think it's more awkward, guys, just real quick. Like, okay, so, like, you're hanging out with your friend, like, Melo. You just came back from dinner, and, you know, you guys are each in your own bed, and you guys are, like, putting the lights out, and you guys are talking, and then all of a sudden stop talking and don't say goodnight. That's weird. <laughs> it That's is weird. weird. I know. Yeah, it is weird. weird. It's just, like, it's just like bad night dreams karma. Well, I don't no, know. I, it's just what I'm saying is in, the last time I was in a situation like that, and thank you for the call. we got to run here, Brent. Thank you. Uh, Brent in Riverside. Shout out to the IE. Um <laughs> It's usually I was drunk, so I just passed out in the bed. Like, just, I right, watch the TV, and, and I'm out. And, like, it, there was no time for a good night, you know? But I like I'm not saying, saying I wouldn't have said it. I'm just saying it just it rarely I, came up. I like what you're uh, saying, though, because you always got that one friend who kind of needs to share a room. And I'll yeah. tell you, George, I didn't think about all this. Every year I get at the Super Bowl, I always have one friend that shows up in town and goes, yo, do you mind if I crash with you? And I just, Yeah, no, I, I tell that friend, go get a hotel. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Real, real quick, LZ, you have you and Greg actually had a really funny, interesting conversation in the last break. It's like an extension of this uh, in a lot of ways. So let's get to that coming up in about two and a half minutes. Uh, we do have some Andre Drummond news that just came down. We'll give you that. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, yes, I was rolling my eyes. And then when I heard Greg and Kaplan's name, then I stopped rolling my eyes. So, you were right, actually. Dude, I'm telling well. you right now, all day Saturday and starting in the morning, mm -hmm. if you're interested in this, to see who's going to win this battle royale, Bergman and I together are going to be your Jim Nance and Sir Nick Faldo, and we are going to usher you through which one is which? Uh, well, that's a good question. It's a tradition unlike any other. And I'm going to say I'm going to take the role of Nance here. Okay. And Sir Nick's a great role wow. to have. Greg, yeah. you, get to, you get to be knighted. Yes, sir. Sir Greg. Yeah. There you go. Greg, I plan on talking very soft for much of the day. As we're sitting here at the 18th at Black Gold in Yorba Linda. So be prepared for me to put you to sleep like this, Greg. Yeah. This is Saturday? 
Saturday. Come join Starts us. Starts at 9 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah, I think the last time I tuned in for that, Travis hit a crappy shot off the tee, and I wanted to bail on him. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't repeat that. And if you're listening, Travis, yeah, I said it. Because you know I said it when, and when it happened. Or put it on Twitter. What yeah. the hell was that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel uh, like this I, is I, my big shot, by the way. This is my shot to kind of get back at Morales a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely – he's going to be there, and this is your opportunity to really just kind of make, you know, either – you're either going to – you're going to you're gonna go down um, trying, you know, or you're – or, you know, you're going to get the upper hand. There's only three options. You're going to get the upper hand, you're going to go down trying, or you may end up becoming, uh, you know, allies, which, you know, two of those three are pretty good for you. Not bad. I'm looking forward to it. Saturday morning. I can't believe they've roped me into this thing. I'm going to schlep there. I'm going yeah. to have a good time and yeah. then uh, maybe even play a few holes myself yeah. there. What time, Greg? They start off at 9 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, yeah. I would have thought about trying to make it there, but uh, yeah. Well, Bergman and I plan on <laughs> playing around that. at, like, what time are we going to play? Like 1, one thirty. Yeah, so about that. UCLA is in the Final Four on oh. that on Saturday. Yeah, that's at 5 not happening. Oh, yeah, he just I'm, broke uh, up with I'm you in public. <laughs> Big that's time. Wow. Yeah. Hey, he ain't wow. saying goodnight to me, dog. Wow. I'm, I'm yeah. just being yeah. honest. Yeah, he did break up with you in public. That did just happen. He took it to the restaurant and broke up with you. I know. Sorry, Sir Greg. Yeah. Left it at the table crying and stuff. I mean, you wouldn't do the same? Wow. Good Lord. Yeah. I'll just meet you back in the hotel room we're sharing, dog. All right. Good night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do love that course. Um, I, I've been there obviously before, and it's we've had events there. It's it's a great place. I've been there in a long time. Looking forward to do, to doing yeah. it on Saturday. It is beautiful. So check it out on the inst. It's on the ESPN Twitter account, Greg. Yep, it'll be on uh, Periscope and YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. Okay, sweet. All right, there you go. Uh, real quick, before we get to the Andre Drummond news, um, you we were talking about this hotel thing that we started and overrated, underrated, properly rated. But you and, uh, and LZ had, like, an evolution to this conversation during uh, a break a little while ago. What was the evolution? Yeah, so I said that the people that go into hotel rooms and don't say goodnight to their buddies are the same people that when they go to the movie theater, they have to have that buffer seat in between. Yeah, and mm. I just said, yeah, my husband is kind of like that. Steve has a buffer seat? With me. Now, what if there's, like, if it's, I mean, obviously, if it's, like, a packed movie theater, like, that's not going to be the case, right? In, like, the world where there was packed movie theaters. Well, he doesn't like, so he's somewhat claustrophobic. So, okay. he, he, in general, he just likes space. Sure. Uh, but he just y- y- likes space. I- I'm with you. I, I, look, I'm with Steve in that sense. Like, if I, now, I don't do it with my wife. Now, granted, she also doesn't love movies like I do. So, like, we rarely go to the movies together. Um... She only likes movies of books she's read, or if we take the kids, well, we took the kids back in the day to like cartoon movies. But um, so, like, you know, that's different. But if I'm by my, I mean, I'm by myself. Like, I don't want to sit near anyone if I don't have to. Definitely don't want to sit next to a stranger if I can avoid it. It's kind of like yeah. being on a plane. I like to have a long sleeve shirt on at all time. It could be 500 degrees. I just don't want to take the chance of my arm touching a hairy guy's arm next to me. Oh, really? See, yeah. I've never thought of that. Now, mm-hmm. I wear jackets a lot because it's usually cold on a plane. But, uh, I, yeah, that's, it. that's an interesting phobia. I've never heard of that one, but okay. Yeah. I also prefer to sit on the left side of the movie theater if I can. 
The, why the left side? I don't know. It's just a weird thing that um, I, I think I feel like I see things better if I'm looking up to the right see, rather than from the right to the left. I don't know. I, I, I always try to sit near the entrance or exit. Now, some of them have double entrances and exits, but I don't know. Just in case, like, man, the world is crazy. So yeah, if the back things, exit. Yeah, if things go get, you know, we've seen crazy things happen, right? So uh, I'm not even trying to kid there. Like, I... I, that's the world we live in, where I'm just yeah. like, all right, I need to be somewhere close just in case if something crazy goes down, right? Like, I'd try to get out. Um, I agree. But, Absolutely. But, but, the, but the, the seat in between, like, when this first happened, LZ, with you and Steve, like, did it take – were you taken aback by it? Did you address it? Like, how did this work? No, I just sat next to the cute guy next to me and didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's not what happened. Um, you know, it just – it didn't bother me. It wasn't like a – a big deal. Now, since then, you know, there's no longer the buffer. But when we first started, yeah. Okay. Do you buffer with your friends or – No, no, uh, no. You know, buffer with sig- your lover. Significant others. <laughs> yes, significant others. Uh, at the movie theater. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Here's yeah. the deal. Uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, Dave McMiniman is now reporting that uh, Andre Drummond – and the Lakers say uh, he did not make the trip to Sacramento and will absolutely miss the Kings game. And uh, we'll see about the game against the Clippers on Sunday, Cap. He ain't playing against the Clippers. No chance. No reason to. I don't see any reason why you'd play him. You know, I'm starting to come over to the LZ side of this debate, which is, you know what they ought to do? They ought to wait until Anthony Davis is ready. And then have him practice, have him get into real basketball or as close to real basketball shape as you can, Plus, deal with whatever you're going to have to deal with now with this busted-up toenail, which I know people think is not a big deal because they're hitting me up on Twitter. I'm telling you it's a bigger deal than you think. But all that being said, LZ, I think you have persuaded me and sold me that there's just really no reason to go rushing this guy back. I mean, I don't think they're going to beat the Clippers with him. No, they probably won't. But my thing is really just about building up two things, his basketball fitness and team continuity. And, Mm. you know, we watched – there were several moments in that short 15-minute span where the offense didn't know what to do with them. Right. And it was just sort of like, well, of course. You just got them. <laughs> like, like what's, the, what's the rush? He's, he's, a, he's a very good player. We all know this. Even Brian, you know, who's, who's struggled trying to classify what he is, he at least said that he's one of the greatest rebounders in the past 20 years. So we all can agree that he's a very good player, so why not put him in a situation where he can be successful? Why bring him out out of shape and, and disoriented on offense and not really sure how, on what you guys are trying to accomplish defensively? Why do that to him? Take your time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they – LZ, here, here's probably what went into it, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, is – and I'm not going to use the word panic because that's silly, but – I will say this. They're looking at the standings. They see what you and I and Cap and Greg and Laura see, which is there's going to be a fall in the standings. Like, at the moment, the two teams behind them, the fifth and sixth seed, are only a half game behind them. So they're going to fall to at least six here pretty soon. And then once you get to that seven range, because now we're talking about a difference of another two and a half games between them and Dallas – then you're in that playing range, which they're trying to avoid. But here's the thing. They didn't go out and get one of those dudes. 
They didn't go out and get one of those dudes that you can give the rock to and say, keep us afloat until our big guns show up. Correct. They went out and got one of those dudes who's a nice complimentary pieces to when those big those two dudes come back. Right. If they were worried about staying in the, you know, maintaining their seating, then they should have cobbled together all their little pieces and tried to get Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, right. Or they should have cobbled together all their little pieces and whatever draft picks they got left for 2040 and try and get like Bradley Beal or something like that. They got Andre Drummond for free. Mm-hmm. So stop acting as if he's a savior or at least someone who's going to help you maintain your fourth seed place because that's not what he is. Right. He does not automatically become the number one of the team. And so, listen, they're going to play at Sacramento. Then they'll come home, and even though they'll be on the Clippers floor, it'll be in their building, obviously. The road trip that's coming up at Toronto, this is next Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday at Miami, Saturday at Brooklyn, Monday at the Knicks, Tuesday at Charlotte, before they're finally home on tax day, April 15th against Boston. This is going to be a really, really tough road trip. So, George, to your point about the standings, you might as well try and load up for the playoffs regardless of where you're seated because Andre Drummond is not even the Band-Aid to help you win half of these kinds of games. He's, well, just, he's just another body on a mediocre team minus LeBron and AD. And until they get back, they're not going to be championship this, caliber. This, we all know that. This is really about, and I hate doing this because I know that he's been through so much, especially in the media, and probably you know hates all this criticism. But this is really about coups. This is what this really is about. Okay, save that, LZ. Save that for the other side because I want to get into that. I want to get into LeBron uh, because there's a LeBron um, conversation that I think needs to be had as well because Cap brought it up before the show, and I think I, I think it's worth having. But you, you're on to something. We'll get into that in just a moment. We're going to be back in two and a half minutes, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thank you, Chris. We have Jeffrey Rubio from Lakewood. Jeffrey, what is the Money Madness School of the Day, man? What's up, guys? It's uh, Baylor. Yes, it is. Congratulations. You nice. won $200 in cash, and you qualify for the grand prize, which we'll give away on Monday. Uh, so we'll see if you're the winner. It's a two-night luxury suite at Harris Resort. SoCal, $250 resort credit and a grand in spending cash. Uh, but you got $200, man. What's it all about? What you going to do with it? Uh, pay bills. Pay bills? Why would you pay bills when you can get a roommate in your hotel room and tell them goodnight? Precisely what I was thinking. Get one of your boys, go get a hotel room, and tell each other that you love each other. I didn't, I didn't say all that. Yeah, yeah. That's a little extra. That's a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, yeah, Jeffrey. Thank you, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yo, man, congratulations. Put you on hold, okay, real quick, and they'll take care of your information real quick. Uh, all right, so another satisfied customer. Don't forget, tune in tomorrow at 415, right, LZ? Yes, sir, and we'll announce another Money Madness School of the Day. Okay, LZ, so you were talking – we were talking about Andre Drummond and just kind of the situation, the injury, maybe whatever emphasis they put on him to uh, perhaps be eventually a bigger part, maybe sooner rather than later. 
you know, plug a hole as uh, they have been found themselves in a tough situation without LeBron and AD. Now, you said that this is not about, shouldn't be about Andre Drummond, who literally hasn't played basketball in six weeks before yesterday and busting up his big toe. By the way, if you're just tuning in, he's not making the trip to Sacramento and still questionable for Sunday's game against the Clippers. But, LZ, you brought up a point about another player on the team. Yeah, it's, it's our boy Kyle. Kyle Kuzma. This was supposed to be your opportunity. This was supposed to be AD is out. You were supposed to ball out. You didn't. Now LeBron is out. You're supposed to be the number one option. This is what you wanted. This is what you've been tweeting about. This is what you, you know, last season you were kind of trying to figure out who you're supposed to be. This is your opportunity to show us to Kuz from your second season when you were liable to, to, to bust open for a 30-piece at any moment, sometimes even close to flirting with a 40-piece. Where is that guy? Because, well, because Drummond was never that guy. He right. was never the number one scoring option. He might have been placed in that position, but he was never it. He doesn't have that skill set. You do. Mm-hmm. So where are you? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you dropped a 30-piece on this yet? You scored, what, four points against Cleveland? I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for that dude to you show up in this moment. But, but you know what, LZ? I think Kyle Kuzma is a guy. He's never going to be, this is my opinion, I'm not trying to knock the guy, he's never going to be the guy. He's a guy, but he'll never turn into the guy. And you're right, last year all this talk about who's going to be the third option. Well, it's got to be Kuz. Now the opportunity has presented itself. And listen, there's been a lot of hype around THT, but we're still talking about a very, very young ball player. I'd say Kuz is kind of young too, but still, he's the next guy in line. He's got to be the guy. I think he's only a guy. Um, yeah, I think that's what he is, too. He's an elite role player. Uh, that's kind of his position. Now, you're right, LZ. He's put up uh, that four points against Cleveland in a win, you know, is not ideal. He's put up numbers. Like, I know people are like, well, he scored 25 against Philly and 21 against Orlando. And Yeah, but look at the efficiency numbers. Right. They're not great. They're not they, great. They, they're 40% um, from the field. I mean, bad from three. Like he, like we were making the joke about, you know, when he's blonde, he's bad from three. That that actually is a a real thing. Like, <laughs> like I don't I don't know if it's correlated to the hair, but but it is a real problem. When he is a when he has been a blonde, he has been a really bad three point shooter. He was one of nine yesterday from there. And and this is you know part of the question of him, right? Like we're still trying to figure out who this is and what this is. And now Trez has taken advantage of the of the extra touches. He's taken advantage of it, and now he's become the de facto go-to guy when we need to close out or or we need to stop a, you know, a run. We need to stop the bleeding. We now go to Trez. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's a wonderful thing that we have an option like Trez to go to when we just need, a, need some buckets. But that was supposed to have been coups. And I'm not quite sure where he is now in his development because his handles are still suspect. His shooting, to your point, George, hasn't gotten better. And I'm trying to figure out why isn't he taking full advantage of all these offensive opportunities like he did in his first and second year. 
especially his second year. His second year, you gave him the bucket. He, you gave him the rock. He was like, clear out, dog. I'm about to get us this here bucket. And he did, which is why when everything shook out and we still had coups, we thought he was going to be that third scoring option because he showed us so much promise in that second year. But he's actually averaging fewer points this season than he did last season, despite Anthony Davis not even really being available to us for most of this season. So All right, I let's don't go know the, what's happening. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Brandon. Brandon in Inglewood wants to talk about coups. Brandon, what's up? Hey, fella. Uh, hey, fella. Uh, I just wanted to say my main point I'm going to say is Kyle Kuzma is the Morris Chestnut of the NBA, right? And the reason why I say that is because he's been typecast, right? So he came in the league ever since he's been in the league, since Luke Walton started coaching him. It's always been something you need to work on in order to get that next role, right? So he's been overcoached. What he really is is an inefficient scorer, right? And he could yeah. be a better scorer yeah. on a bad team. But we keep having these expectations for Kyle Kuzma to step into another role, just like we do when we see Morris Chestnut. We say, why can't Morris Chestnut get another role? Well, there's a reason why. We're seeing it now, right? So I think we just need to move on from him and his expectations. He is a role player. He is a role player, and he Correct. does good when he's playing a role with yeah. superstars around him. He does really well. But when mm-hmm. you try to put extra on him, he's not going to do that, especially because it's hard to transition from being a role player and then all of a sudden now we need you to go get 20. Especially after you made your money, you made your money playing a role. Now you're telling me, well, oh, okay, go do something else? No, I'm not. You yeah. know, it's like that's not going to work. Well, no, Brandon, I totally disagree. Totally Brandon, disagree. Brandon, hold on, Cap. I'll let you go in a second. But Brand, thank you for the call, Brandon. But what I would say to you is this: He wants to be the dude right. that you're yes. talking. Right. Yes. And, and and I think that. He, and you're very disrespectful to Morris Chestnut, by the way. Very. <laughs> by the way, shout out to Morris Chestnut, boys but in to the your, hood, man. But Come on. To, to your point, he he is. He, we saw in that finals run. That he, if he dedicates himself to a role, that's where his bread and butter should be. You know what I mean? Right. But what what this guy's saying is, is that you're asking him to go from being the third option to now saying, be our scoring leader. And what he's saying is, is that he doesn't want to be. Oh, and by the way, one of the reasons he doesn't want to be is because he already got paid and he's very comfortable in his no, spot. No, no, it's yeah. nonsense. No, no, no. That's nonsense. You, yeah, I disagree you, with that. Of yeah, course. Yeah. The thing is, you played with LeBron and AD. So you have to play a role. But both guys are out. What, were, what was the likelihood that both guys were going to be out? So now the team needs a leader. It needs somebody who's going to say, come on, guys, I'll pick it up while these guys are out. And we kind of look at Kuzma as, you wanted it. It's presenting itself. You're 7 for 17 from the field and 1 for 9 from three-point range. Come on, dog. And he, I, and he said, by the way, I need to get better. He did. I could he do did. better. He said that. He, he did say that. All right, we got a lot of people who want to chime in on this at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, there is a LeBron angle here that I think needs to be discussed. We'll do that on the other side. We're back in two minutes and 45 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So now, LZ and Cap with you here on 710 ESPN. So I feel like we get to this 
part of the season every single year uh, where we start talking about Kyle Kuzma's input on the team. <laughs> like It is a yearly affair, uh, and we have reached that point in the season. And uh, look, it took a long time this year. It's April 1st, okay? <laughs> so... I feel like we took a long time to get here, to be honest with you. So we're we're, we're you know we're making progress on that. Guys uh, had but- the chance of a lifetime, though. Seriously, with with the two superstars out, and you're supposed to be considered the third option. He hasn't taken the team over, and I'm not sure he's capable of taking the team over. But I think uh, LZ, to your point, it's been a little disappointing thus far. I I really thought that we would have seen a thirty piece by now because he is a good scorer. And the caller is right. I forgot his name, but the caller is absolutely right. He is a role player. That is absolutely true when we have AD and we have LeBron. But I'm wondering where is that guy that showed us so much offensive promise that those first two seasons, the one that got the rock and was confident. Now, I don't know if he's lost some of that confidence because he had to change roles with LeBron and AD. Perhaps. Perhaps. But – it feels to me like he's been frozen in terms of his development. Right, and let me let me pause here real quick because I saw you responded to someone on Twitter uh, at Harley uh, underscore Versace. Okay, uh, so Harley, it's probably not your name, but I mean I'm I'm gonna address you that way. He tweets you and me says that we're you and I are always slandering Kuz all the time. Kuz is one of the guys that you shouldn't be slandering. How about KCP acting like Kuz is a franchise guy? How about the guy that turned down $84 million? Kuz is the bailout guy. Our offense is terrible, and he has to go. Okay, I get that. Now, I'm not saying that the offense isn't bad right now. You are 100% right. He's on hold, this guy? Laura? Is he? That'd be great because yeah. he's kind of got a point. Oh, are you on? Who, who is he? Which one is he? Len. Len. Man. Is this you? Are you Harley at underscore Versace? Now the one and only. That's okay, me. perfect. Now perfect. we can have this conversation on the air. First of all, Good. I, I hate the word slander, okay? Nobody's slandering him, okay? Listen, this is a basketball conversation. Nobody's making this personal, okay? He, nope. he, he, you're, look, should Dennis Schroeder be playing well? Sure, but I'll tell you this. You know who, you know where this team has actually gotten a defensive disposition from um, during this most recent stretch of games? It's not Kyle Kuzma. It's at the point guard position, at the point of attack. So while he may not be scoring the way you want him, he is creating a defensive disposition that many other players on this team are not. And that is a fact, okay? Now, we want to talk about KCP. Who's sitting here making it like, like we know what KCP is, okay? KCP has been this forever. A dude that gets hot for a while and gets cold for a while. He is streaky as all hell, Len. Um, So... Kyle Kuzma is the dude who said last year and continues to say, you know, I just I do what the team needs me to do. And, okay, and LZ's point was, well, we need you to be play a bigger factor here. So what what is the slander about that? All right, so maybe slander isn't the correct word. No, However, it's actually not the right word. Not maybe. No, it's just not. Okay, but go ahead. Okay, go well, ahead. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna worry about about slander or semantics go ahead but but semantics go ahead go ahead you're you're expecting a guy who comes off the bench typically to come in and inject life he's reinvented his game he's a rebounder he's an energy guy i don't see any other player in the nba when the stars go down 
and comes off the bench and you expect him to drop 25 a night and do all these things that you guys are saying he should be doing when you have guys that are starting players. I'm not saying KCP should be scoring 30 a night or Dennis Schroeder. What I am saying is Kyle Kuzma gives you a lot in other areas. He may not be an efficient scorer. The guy gets the ball at the end of the shot clock. He has to chuck three-pointers. The, he's the bailout guy. That's what I said. He, he gets the ball, and he has to throw up the ball constantly. KCP is literally running around doing cardio. When you have four guys on the court <laughs> because one guy is not performing, what do you think the defense is going to do? Dennis Schroeder over-dribbles, gets to the teeth of the defense, backs it out. We take poor shots. The offense is just not flowing because this is an offense that needs LeBron James. Without LeBron James, all the pieces don't mesh. They don't fit. Then you Agreed. take out Anthony Davis. Len, it, it Len. just doesn't work. So, Len, so ne- Len, Len, I, I'm not disputing the offensive part of it, okay? But what I'm saying is this. If you're going to be the guy that says, okay, that you, no matter my role, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to do what I got to do. If I got to start, I start. If I do this, I do that. So LZ's point is, okay, we need more from you right now. And I'll tell you this. You're asking me who are the guys that come off the bench and inject life? I mean, there. I mean, he's not there anymore because he's old now. But the dude that just went to Atlanta from the Clippers was that dude before even Kawhi and PG were there. The guy that was coming in with Montrez Harrell, okay, that won 48 games with the scrappy little Clippers was that was Lou Williams. So there are guys that can do that. Now Lou Williams has his deficiencies. He's not a good defender. He's not necessarily always an efficient scorer. But what LZ wants is at least, and LZ, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but at least something like that. Is that what you want? What I want is the guy that says, I'm starting on most teams in this league and everyone knows it. It just so happens I'm playing behind the two best players in the NBA. I want that guy. I want that guy that made that quote. That's what I'm looking for. That confidence, that cockiness, that, that, that guy who has given us incredible scoring bunches, you know, against Houston, against OKC, against we all know what he's capable of offensively. There's a reason why people think George and I are hard on Kuz. It's because we've seen Kuz give us glimpses of brilliance. Correct. Correct. And just as I tweeted back to you, we're not always on him. We wrote a damn song celebrating yeah. him mm-hmm. because we believe in him. So the great Billy Jean King once said pressure is a privilege. Mm -hmm. And every great athlete that I know of who's aware of that quote returns to that quote because they know what she's saying. There's things expected of you. So if you're feeling pressure, it's because we see something in you and we're expecting something of you. If you don't have pressure on you, that's a bad sign. (laughs) That means no one thinks you're going to do anything. No one expects anything of you. Why don't you think we talk about KCP the same way we talk about Cruz? Why don't we talk about Caruso the way the same way we talk about Cruz? Why don't we talk about any of the other players the way we talk about Cruz? Cruz? It's because we're expecting certain things from Cruz based upon his own words and the things that we've seen him do early in his career. Right, but I, I'm, I'm beyond that now. I'm with the gentleman who called earlier and just like, he's an elite role player. It just is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think, and maybe. To, maybe that's Len's point. Well, that quote that, wasn't long ago, George. That quote no, no, was I, August I 2020. I, you're, you're holding him to what he said. I to get what that. he says, exactly. But I, I've moved beyond that, and maybe that's what, Len, are you even still there? Is he still there? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still here because I, I yeah. got one thing I want to say. Good. Okay, Go wait. So one before day. you say that, before you say that, I, I've moved beyond that. I, he's an elite role player in my estimation. Like, I'm there already. But when he says that stuff, you got to have to hold him accountable. That's part of the job for us, too. But go ahead. Say what you got to say before you go. I, I totally agree. The other night against Orlando, he gave you 21, I think 10 rebounds. He played well. That's what you're going to get out of Kuz. Not every night because he's not a superstar. He's not going to give you that, that consistency every single night. Lou Williams doesn't give you that. Jamal Crawford didn't give you that. These guys that come off the bench, those are professional well, scores, by the way. That's not Kuzma. What I'm saying is, Kuz did his thing the other night. They beat Orlando. You know, that was a, they're not going to beat Milwaukee. Last night he was awful. It happens. I, I bet you against Sacramento he probably plays better. But he's not, in every single night, going to go out and get you 25 points, get no, you 10 rebounds. It's just not Kuz's game. I, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you on that. My, but my, the point I made and the statement I made was I would have expected a 30-piece by now. So it's not just about last night. It's just about doing this entire season, particularly without a healthy AD. Like You were incredible when you were just with LeBron in that second year. Where's that guy? There's no LeBron or no AD. You're not being doubled. I'm watching right. the games. They're not right. doubling you and getting the ball out of your hands. And, <laughs> so, and, and so, the other thing is this: like you, you know, you, you're right. They weren't going to beat Milwaukee. Well, we know we said that we, before we the said that game. exactly. But but and Len, we got to run because we're way up against the break. But thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your interaction. And by the way, um, great call. Very good. It, analysis. No, he was great. He yeah. he was great. Um, and, and that's what this format should be. You know, when we do take calls in in these kind of scenarios. But like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, you know. That New Orleans game, like, you know, like, that's a game they should have won, right? Like, we, we, have, we have said very – we've been very adamant about this. There are games on the schedule early this month, right, or late in March, early April, that you better win because, to Scott, your point earlier, we got to run and we can continue this discussion on the other side. April is not a forgiving month for this team. Basically, up until, like, April 26th after Sacramento, they are playing playoff teams, okay? So – Either AD and LeBron need to get back soon, or this thing can get messy. All right, we gotta we gotta go to break because our clock is all messy now. Uh, we're gonna be way back. Way to go, Len. Two- <laughs> no, way to go, Len. That was a great call. Uh, we'll be back in two and a half minutes. I know people want to chime in at eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. We still haven't gotten to the LeBron part of this conversation that we wanted to get into. All that coming up in just a moment. Stick around. Seven ten ESPN. 